Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome to Dish to the Script. Hi. <laughs> We're sparkling on everybody today. Sparkle, 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 sparkle. Yes. Welcome to this week. We're covering VIP. We love yes. Bachelor in Paradise. It's so much fun. We Ugh. do. And I just want to say a quick tidbit today because I, I went to Target. Yeah, of course. And uh, this has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> sure. But on my way back from Target, <laughs> I was looking. So it's it's getting cold here in the desert. Um, I'm actually like low key freezing. <laughs> What's the temp? What is the temp today? Let's look. Because um, it was like in the 40s the other day. Where are we Damn. at? Oh. Yes. Today it's high of 73, low of 45. Um. So I'm well. The high is good, but the 45. I had I did not know. Oh yeah, it gets chilly. It'll get cold. So my my story. I'm seeing snow on the mountains, right? Which is yes. beautiful gorgeous. here, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And then I'm realizing, oh, Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm like, it doesn't make sense that they decided to do it so late this year. Because usually yeah. BIP comes out when it's still summer months, summer vibes. So it's kind of like you feel like you're in paradise with them. You're sweating. By the pool. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like bundled the fuck up, like no bikini top on whatsoever, not poolside. And yet I'm staring at all these people in Mexico <laughs> having margs at the time of their life. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Art is not imitating life right now. Yeah, no. I get it. I get Not it. at all. So that's my story. Yeah. Well, I hope Target <laughs> so was successful. Riveting. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was. I got this fun little pullover crew neck, <sighs> crop little look. Cozy. Um, just, yeah, some other cozy things. That's basically what inspired the trip to Target because as winter descended upon Palm Springs, I found out really quickly that when I left my previous apartment, I threw out a lot of winter clothes because I was like, this isn't me anymore. Like, it's not my style. So mm. forgot, needed to replenish the sweaters. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was like 110 degrees for True. months. So it was like, it didn't be, like you threw out all of those clothes and then it didn't become relevant that you would need more of them until oh you gosh. got to that time. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. And if I'm looking for an excuse, um, I just, I, I, I kind of was like, I wanted new, I wanted new stuff. Cause like they're just get, especially with sweaters, they just lose their sparkle. They lose their sparkle. Over <laughs> sparkle. They do. It's like, yeah, they, they, get they become pilly. They, yeah. they, 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 they transition from like really soft and like comforting and really cozy yeah. to like itchy yeah and you're what? like what is my dryer doing to this thing every it's ruining them it, the dryer <laughs> ruins clothes yeah what a glow down yeah i know listen so in yeah. this life in this life don't be a frequently washed and dried target sweater 
be no. leather. Be, be leather. leather. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, weird. That was so weird. So weird, but I am here for it. I love it. Let's see. I'll get you some leather soap for Christmas now. Because of this combo. Um, okay, um, I just want to like I want to quickly address the elephant in the podcast space, which is okay, I have a lower octave than normal, which is hard to believe. And oh. I, I, um, I, I don't feel sick, but I have had. This is like the product of like having loads of fun and having yeah. lots of like you know when you like laugh a lot and that laugh is like hard and it's like guttural and it like reverberates every. Uh, yeah, every chamber of your vocal yes. cords. Yes, I that has been wounded. You know. <laughs> oh man, I so, feel for you. But yeah. um, what a lovely weekend of joy. Joy. So bear with me as I like let out a couple of uh, like thirty percent sound full of a, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like you like there just might be <laughs> like, <laughs> like this just, like, right now. Stop yeah. damaging your vocal cords, bitch. Yeah, like, Stop like laughing. there might like there might just be like sounds that like you have to like imagine like they're like you can hear, but like really they'll just be like whispers. So just bear <laughs> with me, okay? I think you have such a sexy raspy voice. I love it. When my whenever my friends are like this, I'm like, you sound so hot. Hot. You sound hot. Yeah, I think that this is a really good episode for anyone that like has a crush on me. So you're yes. welcome. Listen you're to welcome. it back. <laughs> yeah. Play it in your um, sleep. Download go, this one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God. All right. I'm not gonna do that anymore. So. We'll tag on some Brie, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called? AMR? What's it called? ASMR. 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 She'll do some of that at the end for you. Okay. You can... uh, I, listen, if, if it's going to, if it's going to help me get my bag, I'm in. I am in. in. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, anything so two that you want to paradise. Two paradise. Well, is there anything that you wanted to like check in about? Um, I love you and I miss you. I love you too. And I can't wait to see you again. You guys, we are working on an IRL Kiever, sorry, Alex and Brianna collision. (laughs) We are working. I've been referring to you as uh, your last name for like all weekend. Okay. We are working on a collision IRL in space, in time. Yes. And we'll let you know when that happens. Yeah, goals are New Year's ish. Is the goals? Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're twerking with. Um, I guess like the one thing that I wanted to talk about because it came up in conversation this weekend a lot, which is mm. I um, I think that it's really important. Okay, let me let me preface and say, you know, sometimes when we date people and it doesn't end well, and a really frequent complaint is. I just wish that they didn't waste my time. Ooh, yeah. I want Ugh. I want us to like stop saying that because what I want us to reconsider or rather reframe is like time isn't wasted if you're like learning shit about yourself or others in a process. Even yeah. if it doesn't end in like bliss and togetherness. Yes. Just yes. wanted to reflect on that for a minute. 
I love it. I, you know, um, okay. So can I tell a little story that's related to this? Yes, girl. Give it to us. My narcissistic relationship, my narcissistic ex. I remember mm. when we first started seeing each other, I was trying to have an exclusivity talk, which if anyone, this should have been my red flag. I should have left at this point. Um, because if how, anyone wait, tries to, how oh, go ahead. soon was it in the relationship? Like, like seven, eight weeks, like okay. a good yeah. amount to where, you the know, beginning. if you want to be exclusive or not. It was the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't like, like, he didn't need to call me boyfriend, girlfriend. I just didn't. I was like, I knew that I just wanted to see him. So it was like, I didn't mm-hmm. want to really like seeing other people. Like I didn't mm-hmm. need to be shown off and carried around town, but yeah. So long story short, um, we were, I was trying to have that conversation with him. And as a narcissistic person does, they avoid, they avoid really any committal answers. Right. Yeah. So I said some, I said that I was like, I just don't want to waste my time. Yeah. And he flew off the handle at me. And mm. at first I was like, um, really offended by that, obviously. And like, okay, first of all, it's never okay to fly off the handle at anyone, but I didn't initially understand why he was so offended by that. Now I do because Mm. of exactly what Brie just said. Whenever we're choosing to spend time with someone, it's not a waste of our time because whatever environment we're in, we can learn so much about ourselves in those environments, no matter how healthy or toxic they are. Yeah. Um, And so that's my story around, like, I used to say that. I used to be like, well, if this person doesn't want what I want right now, then they're a waste of my time. And I think that there's a difference between um, someone being a waste, because I don't think any human is a waste, if if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. But but are you choosing to date someone who isn't available for the things that you're desiring? Because then at that point, you're wasting your time, not them. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. There's a difference between you choosing to be in a relationship with someone who is refusing to meet your needs, refusing to love on you and the way that you're, you know, your preferred love languages and all of that, who might be narcissistically abusive. Like there's all these layers and flavors. And if you choose to stay in that long-term and you choose to subject yourself to that treatment, who's really wasting whose time? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do I, you like, see the difference? Absolutely. Because yeah. I think what's on the flip side of that, or an example of what you're talking about that I think I hear a lot from folks is like, uh, maybe healthier relationships that end in breakups. And mm-hmm. maybe they weren't healthy all the time, but they were like two well-meaning people that maybe just couldn't get their shit together and like couldn't figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, some run in the mill shit. And maybe it's been like three years and you're on your pursuit of finding a partner that will commit to you. Maybe it's important for you to get married and start a family. Maybe those are things that you're working towards. Um, Coming out of a relationship that really just did the best that it could do as a whole and feeling like I just wish that they didn't waste my time. That is like, it hurts me. It feels that it disrespects the, like the journey of it, which is like, first of all, what did, what maybe did I get out of this experience that was really good to me? Yeah. What kind of love did I, again, this is in more of a healthier, uh, dynamic, but like, um, or non-manipulative dynamic, but like, 
what kind of love did I, did I get to experience? What did that bring me? Like what kind of what moments of joy did I get to have before things became really clear that it wasn't working out? Like, and in the moments that were really awful or how this breakup ended, what does it teach me about who I am as a partner? What I need from a partner? Um, what did I yeah. learn about these experiences in conflict? Like it's really all valuable information. Yeah. 100%. And like, if you're not taking the time to think through that, then you're not truly evolving from relationship to relationship. You're just going on autopilot. Like there's a lack yeah. of growth. I think the other thing that comes to mind when I hear someone say, I wish they didn't waste my time is it assigns all blame for the failure onto the other person too, in a way. Yes. Cause it's like, you're not, what do you mean? They wasted your time. Like you, they just like, someone can't steal your time. Someone can't do that for you. So it's just like, it sounds yeah, very, give it away. Um, yeah, it sounds very like lack, like passive, um, a way to like avoid any reflection Shifting or avoid blame. any, mm -hmm. yeah, it's so icky. So it's like, yeah. take the time and in between really, like you can always, the healthiest people like post breakup, take the time to sit with themselves and be like, what did I learn? What were my weaknesses? How can I work on those weaknesses before my next relationship? What was the feedback that I got the most in that relationship? How can I work on that now and practice that now? Like, because that is what allows you to transcend and makes your next relationship even better than the previous one you had. If you're not thinking any of that and you're just like, okay, well that relationship ended and I'm going to do, 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 go about my life. No reflection. They wasted my time, you know, and then you're just dating again. What changed? There is nothing. There wasn't any. That's so such a you're going to have the same relationship. Yeah. You're more. Okay. So the absence of acknowledging, uh, what, what were some important takeaways from this experience? And maybe you need a little bit of time to be emotional before you're able to like, think about that. A hundred percent. Yes. You will need um, that. But <laughs> Give yourself that being space. Able, being, yes. A hundred percent. But being able to shift into that perspective eventually to be able to like take an interest and reframe, what did I learn from it? What were my takeaways? What felt beautiful? What felt icky? What, how did I contribute to that? How did my partner contribute to that is much more likely to help you break whatever patterns led you into that space to begin with. Yeah. And closer to the kind of relationship or the um, dynamic that you are uh, looking for. Desiring. Yeah. 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 I love oh, that. Okay. Thanks for bringing that up. That was great. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. I was just thinking about it. I was just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I was just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I'd never <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, okay. <gasps> B-I-P. B-I-P. Yeah. I'm saying a lot Almost in this episode. paradise. Yes. On heaven's door. Go. Paradise. Mm. All right. It's 420. Just saying. Well, for you, it's not for me. For me. Um, it's 420. Uh, okay. So, you guys, this is BIP. And it's blowing week, up. It, it's week seven. We are at the, we're close to the end. We're not at the end. We're very close to the end. Yeah. And we're close I had to, to watch the climax. <laughs> Wow. That's on par. That's on brand. That's on brand for us. Um, Thank you. We, yeah, we, we're doing something right. If that's on brand for us, we are, I had to watch this episode twice. Mm. Yeah. 
I, how come? Can I ask why? Just because there was yeah, so much material. Well, um, uh, there were a lot of big moments I found, there but were. mostly because I watched it so early in the week and then we recorded on, uh, well, we were supposed to record on Sundays and we had some technical difficulties. I lost then... the internet y'all. <laughs> that was our technical <laughs> difficulty. Spectrum yeah. said, no, you're not. And then it finally yeah. came online the next day. <laughs> you know what? Spectrum said, girl, take a load off Sally. Yeah. You want to know what I did last night instead of record our podcast? I did paint my numbers and watch Harry Potter and it was great. <sighs> watch Harry Potter so on my relaxing. phone because I couldn't <laughs> stream it on my TV, but oh. it was great. It felt like I was camping out with Jax in my living room. It was That's so really fun. cute. It's really, yeah. Really but cute. anyway, okay. Here relaxing. we are Monday. And so then I had to, I had to watch it again just to be like refreshed, revived, yeah. ready, ready to jump in front of mine. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so where are we starting? Okay. We kind of start where we leave off with, um, Kate gets back from her date. Kate goes on a date. Oh my God. Eden. I did not like this entrance. Uh, I didn't like anything about anything about anything <laughs> that happened next. <laughs> it was so icky. Uh, I, I also, like I also personally found, okay. So all right, Kate gets back from her date from Hayden, and where we leave off from the date, she's like, Hayden's just, like, not the guy for me. Like, I have a connection with Logan, and, like, I'm going to rock with that. Um, but she comes back from the date, and she's like, but also he has, like, finances, and, like, I want to consider that. But before before she really gets there, she comes back from the date, and she uh logan and her have a private conversation on the beach and then it starts to rain and they like make out in the rain after a conversation that we're going to get into but i found it to be very fake and producer structured did you the her i'm sorry her entrance in particular no what? i meant her whole conversation with logan the whole thing uh well like uh, I don't know. It felt, it, it felt really manipulative to me is what it felt like. It felt yeah. very much like I'm going to push you to open up and be vulnerable while I share this much because I don't like, it felt very like, ca like all calculated, like icky, um, to have Logan like open up. And then finally she low key agrees, but kind of not really agrees at the end. It just, it felt really weird. I didn't necessarily assign responsibility to the producers though. I, I very much, I, I assigned the blame to Kate on that. Okay. Gotcha. If I'm being, I'm so going to be honest. If, if y'all <laughs> have been rocking with us, well, Alex and I got really upset last week about like a number, like both Kate and Eliza sort of like using the dates as like an opportunity to test their relationships with the, excuse me. I'm going to have a couple wellness burps. So just we're here for them. Yeah. Like get on this bumpy burpee ride. with me. <laughs> bumpy burpee ride. Let's go. Yeah. And as you do that, I'm just going to continue talking because it's like, it's not just Kate, like Kate and who was the other one who was like, let me test my relationship with them. A lot of them did it last week and it made, oh, Eliza, which by the way, look how that ended up going over, like blew up in her face. Okay. And Slow your roll. That's all I'm going to say. That's We're all I'm going to say. get there. We'll get there. But I'm just going to say like the testing of the relationship situation only leads to pure chaos and hurt feelings and abandonment, abandonment wounds being triggered. It does not serve you. 
you either yeah. are interested in, in pursuing someone and that is that, you know, or you're not quite interested enough. So you're going to be open and transparent about who you are seeing or you don't. There's yeah. no like, let me be weird and conniving about, you know, making a decision to provoke you to tell me what to do, which is just yeah. what? No. Absolutely. Kate comes back in her gripe with Logan when she goes down to the, the shore and like talks to him is that she goes, before I left for the date, you seemed really aloof. You were really aloof, really blase. You didn't, it didn't seem like you cared if I was going, which I beg to differ. I think that he, uh, very much like express, like, I like, don't love this. He was pretty like chilled about it, but he was like, but you do what you got to do. I like any, listen, Kate is an emotionally intelligent person. So I'm not going to sit here for a second and say that she could not tell that he was like not loving it, but trying to quote, do the right thing. I'm just not yeah. buying it. Not buying it. So here's what I, so first of all, I want to, I feel like again, Kate, I feel like Kate's emotionally manipulative in this conversation. And to, to your point, we need to understand that like Logan is a very chilled surfer type bro. Like very. he is a very animated guy. He's not Aaron. He isn't Aaron. When Logan expresses, he's very chilled, right? Just like when Jacob expressed, he was very chilled about it. That is in their nature. So what she, I think, is calling aloofness is a lack of emotional reaction. I think she was looking for him to be upset about it, meaning like angry and like, no, what are you talking about? We just agreed, you know, like we're, we agree we're a couple, blah, blah, blah. I want you to be mine. I think she wanted that kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, testosterone type outburst from him. And he isn't that kind of guy. And by mm. the way, an emotionally intelligent and respectful man wouldn't be that way. So mm. I think it's not fair for her to one. And I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with is they anticipate a certain reaction. They're like, this is the conversation I'm going to have. And this is how they're going to react. And then if that person doesn't react that way, they're upset by it. It's like, no, mm -hmm. you should have or would have, you know, if you really cared, you would have responded like this. You should have responded like that if you really wanted this from me. And it's like, can we just accept people for who they are? And like, mm -hmm. if he tells you, it's not that he's not articulating it. He's straight up said, I'm not stoked about it. That's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. No, me neither. Yeah. She, by <laughs> no, telling him neither. this. No, I, I don't. She was instructing him how to respond, which is exactly what you're saying. And then he was like, yeah, okay. I didn't want it. Like I wanted, I only want you to see me. I only want you to go on dates with me. And then she's like, okay, I wanted to hear that. And he's like, okay, well then how the fuck you. are you feeling lady? Yeah. And then he didn't say that. That's a paraphrase from Brianna. And then he, and then she was like, you know, I feel good about it and he was like well that's very underwhelming for me to hear considering how much i've just i've just shared and i yeah. liked that he did that yeah A me lot. too because it was it was like she was trying to like pull this like emotional ribbon out of him and hmm. he did after by the way after putting him in a very uncomfortable on edge position all fucking day like that I feel for Logan. I feel like he was emotionally whiplash that day, plus the alcohol, because very much I could tell when he was talking to Kate at this moment, he was 
a little tipsy-turvy, just because, like, the glaze in the eyes, you know? And so yeah. it's like, you emotionally scar the boy, right? You're like, we're going to be together. Yay, you went through the whole hard battle of, like, dealing with that to go on the date. Now you have each other, and now you're going to, like, test the relationship. You're going to hold his reaction against him, and then simultaneously be like, give me more, tell me how much you like me so that I feel comfortable admitting to you I don't want to be the one to go first. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was just so, I didn't like it. I did not care for that yeah. entire conversation. The, the part of this that I found to be really producer constructed is one, them having the conversation on the shore. And In the rain. Like, cue, cue the rain. But like, they're kind of beefing. And then it, it, felt, it felt like I could, I mean, I didn't hear this, but I imagine that I could hear that like, the producers would be like, okay, now like kiss, kiss and make up, pick her up, which from our perspective and a point that I want to make creates this illusion that that entire back and forth was like normal, healthy, and uh, ends in romantic uh, fantasy. Right. I have a problem with that. Same. And that's why we do this show because that's it's the normal. whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, because it normalizes that kind of, like, they didn't, this is, Gottman Institute uses language like you're sliding into the decision instead of intentionally making it. And they mm -hmm. talk about this concept a lot when couples go to move in together, right? Like, you slide into it. It kind of just happens instead of it being like, okay, do we want to take this next step? If so, what does that look like? What would be your boundaries? What are my boundaries? Let's have a conversation about bathroom privacy and, like, whatever else you need to talk about, finances and all the things that go into cohabitating, right? So couples, and this happens a lot with moving in, they're like, oh, we've been together for, I've heard couples move in couple weeks to three to six months after dating. And in my opinion, that's not long enough. And and that's me. I'm owning that. That's my opinion. That's not scientifically backed. But um, that, that's what I feel like just happened with Logan and Kate's relationship is it was like emotion, emotion, emotion. Let's just slide into some sort of exclusivity, but not true exclusivity. It was very vague. And now we're having this hot, heavy notebook, like romantic makeout session in the rain and it provokes a lot of hormones because now think of that hormonal roller coaster. And then you're thinking like, this is love, this is passion, this is connection, when really it's hormones and your nervous system being like, oh shit, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I was stressed and now I'm happy and now I'm stressed and now I'm, you know. Yeah, that's so. a really good point because it's like, because nothing was actually discussed per like Gottman recommendations or even just <laughs> our fucking recommendations. Nothing's discussed, so, like, the kiss sort of feigns this agreement of sorts, but it's like it's like making a deal with a lawyer with no paperwork or a contract with no contract. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's not a deal. Like, we, like nothing's actually established. So, no. yeah, you want to have this romantic makeout, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that like anything has actually changed within what we expect from one another. So no. next Logan, and, and this is the clear difference. Logan in the morning is like, I'm feeling good. He's playing sharks and minnows in the water. And Hell he's yeah, like, he is. you go Logan. <laughs> he's like, there's a rose ceremony coming up tonight and I am not stressed. This feels good. And then Kate up in the women's quarters is like, 
She's I like, I can't. Yo, the way that they edited this entire scene—it was, was hilarious, fucking hysterical. They actually roasted her in this like so hard, like funny, non-verbal way in the best way. So basically, anyone who's like not really watching this, like. Kate is obviously mulling over the, the, the Logan situation and she's comparing Logan to Hayden because those are her two prospects at the time. And Although Logan, you wouldn't think a- it because in my mind, I was on the Logan side of like, okay, so I guess that means you're together. So Logan's yes. down there totally thinking we're good. And she's up there not <laughs> talking about Logan in any kind way at all. No. At she's all. she's com- she's comparing Logan and Hayden because of their ages, because of their financial status, because of their jobs. And roommates. She's, make- she's making, yeah, their living situations. She- and also, like, she's trying her best hand to be, like, funny. Um, and the way that they, the way that ABC edited this is, like, they, they, like, layered all of her conversations and uh, on top of one another, because yeah. she's have she's making the same statements about the same feelings to different people, different girls. And honestly, like she create, like, she's just saying the exact thing over and over and over again. And listen, don't get me wrong. I get it. When you land on something that you think is funny, you're telling a story. You might tell that same story to another friend and maybe you tell it to another friend and just hope that no one ever knows. But like, you're all on the same beach. You're all on the, You're same, all on the same beach. <laughs> You're all being watched by the same cameras. <laughs> I kind of felt for so her because I was like, fuck, like I could do that with all my trainings. Emotional regulation, emotional regulation. <laughs> like I would be the that's, same thing. That's work. I know that's work that's and it's work. it's what I do, but I have the same jokes that I crack. You know what I mean? So it's like. Okay, but you I, know what? Like uh, comedians <laughs> do the same thing. Teachers do the same thing. You know what True. I mean? Okay. Um, I even had tour guides. Jane, okay, wait, wait, wait. Quick, quick pause to validate your point. I, okay. I went to. I was in Italy with my family. Newsflash: yeah, I'll were. never stop talking about it. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. went to, I went to. I went to Pompeii with my brother, and my brother oh had my been God. on a tour on, on like a guided tour in Pompeii like twelve years before, and oh. he found some random tour guide from the internet, totally legit, but like. Just Google searched tour guide for Pompeii that could fit in the time that we had to be there. And not for like, I kid you not, this girl, the girl, the tour guide who was phenomenal, she said the exact same joke that Jamie recalled from an entirely different tour 12 years ago. So listen, when you're working, repurpose that material all you fucking want. When you're on a beach and you're just navigating your personal life choices, get creative, ho. Get Get creative. creative. (laughs) Sorry. Life lessons by Brianna. Yeah. (laughs) I got got passionate for a second. I don't really, we don't really mean it. Yeah. 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 Um, Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so basically I learned so much about Logan just from watching them roast her. I learned he has two roommates, that he's like 24, True. that he doesn't have six figures laying around to spend on his dog to keep True. him alive. True. Yeah, and oh, I learned that uh, Hayden works out at Equinox as well. Yeah, <laughs> and we learned, we, learned that Kate, we, we learned that Kate has a trainer. 
Oh, she, yes. It was she kind has of a train. It was the most goes, personal, vulnerable things that I've learned about anyone on the beach so quickly compared to all these other like dating talks and Crocs and narwhal little Croc yeah, yeah, emoticon yeah, yeah, yeah. thingies. It's true. Like, <laughs> it's true. It was um, hilarious. Yeah. So that was funny. I, I did like, like all of that considered because it's all like hysterical to recall. Um, what did you think about Kate's? sort of waffling between uh, the emotional connection that she was like building with Logan and her consideration of Hayden's finances and how that factored into her decision. I mean, okay. If I was, if I was the girl in the vanity on the vanity that she was talking to that morning, I would look at her and be like, I thought you guys made out last night and you were happy. So I'm confused. Are you still figuring it out? Like, that that would have been mm -hmm. my like like friendly yet not like very blunt way of being like girl get your fucking shit together because if you're sitting here telling me that logan's not a man enough for you but how you left logan last night very much has him thinking that that's not kosher like figure your shit out yeah. before you pull someone and make the pull on their vulnerable heartstrings to then come talk shit about them the next morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. What I think as far as like the money versus like love factor, I think that, I think that a lot of women or people, not even women, I think people can struggle with this. Um, and to that, I say, what life do you want? Because I don't want to shame anyone mm. for wanting a relationship with someone who has money. Like I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but what matters at the end of the day, when you're 80, when like negative visualization can be very powerful for this kind of thing, when you're 80, when you're on your deathbed, what do you want to be able to say? I had all the wealth in the world and got to do whatever I wanted with the 80 Chanel bags and all the trips to the Maldives. Like, yes. Okay, go for the guy with the money then, if that's what you value in life. If you're mm -hmm. like, you want to be on your deathbed holding the hand of your best friend who you've just lived 80 years with, and you have such a fierce love for one another, and you're sitting there laughing about all the memories that you've had together and the times that you stayed up till five in the morning talking, playing video games, sharing your most vulnerable secrets and passions, then choose the guy that you emotionally connect with. That's that honestly what I would have told her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I, what I, do you want? And, and you know what, honestly, you could be between two people and asking yourself that question could eliminate them both. Yeah. That could eliminate them both. Because maybe I, her, maybe her real issue is she doesn't have a true enough, strong enough emotional connection with Logan, but what she feels with Logan is this much better than what she feels with Hayden, but Hayden has money. So she's really not happy with any of her current choices because she hasn't found her person yet. But to have the Bachelor in Paradise experience, she's like, who do yeah. I want to settle for? I totally, I totally get that. I think, I think if you're a person who does not uh, have a, a part-time career on a dating reality show and you're, and you're like thinking about how to navigate finding your next partner and maybe you are... Um, in your late twenties and you're more established in your life and you're like considering like, who am I dating? How do I feel while I'm dating? How do I feel with these potential matches? And you're trying to figure out like, am I looking for security? Am I looking for people who want the same things that I do? Am I looking for a best friend? I think rocking with the negative visualization and that question or a version of that 
that yeah. Alex just mentioned is a really, really, really effective way to put that in, into um, perspective. I, I can definitely identify, this is the only time that I really felt like I could really like identify with Kate in a moment. Um, because while I don't love how she went about all, any of this, all of it, um, I do relate to the idea of being more established in my thirties mm -hmm. financially, personally, socially, and like living situationally. And to the point where I'm like, is a connection enough? Uh, like a good, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I, I, I guess what I was saying is I don't fault her for considering the benefits of bringing her attention to a man in this case that can uh, contribute to her life in the way that she contributes to her life. We do know that Rachel, I'm sorry, Rachel, we do know that Kate um, is a real estate agent. And what we actually also know is that she works for the Oppenheimer group, which if you are a fan of selling sunset is the real estate agent that is, does quite well in, um, uh, Orange Los County. Angeles County, Orange County. I guess that's they where they have an office Barton, by, so. uh, in pseudo parents neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. So like, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, and the audience won't understand that, but we understand that that's a Newport, good thing. Newport Beach, California. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. So like she, she, she makes, she contributes, she takes care of herself. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. So don't fault her for wanting to um, set her sights on a partner, a potential partner that could not take care of her, but not burden her with taking, being taken care of as well. So yeah. I guess I just want to validate that. <laughs> And I, I, it did make me sort of question, like, why is this all of a sudden important to you? Because that's if, my if thing it was, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. No, finish. It, well, if it was important to you, it was so important to you to find someone that was like more financially stable that could like match you in the game of life. Then why entertain Jacob? Why entertain Logan at all? Yeah. And why have that conversation with your girlfriends? Because, like, I also want to draw uh, a parallel to seeking, like, brainstorming with girlfriends about these kinds of things. Like, I have these two guys that I'm interested in, and here are the pros and cons of both. That's not something that's, like, negative. I don't think that that's a bad thing to do. I think we all should do it. I think leaning on those, especially if you have friends like I would do that with Brie in a heartbeat and I will do that with Brie in a heartbeat when I start dating again, but we, we already do this, but just yes. right now, <laughs> but yeah. And like, like have a person that you trust who has a good head on their shoulders. Cause I also want to say that like, just fair warning, be smart about who you go to. That's not the issue here. The issue here is when this conversation is happening because she very much made it seem the night before that her and Logan were good. Cause they basically, he told her like, I just want you to be mine. And she was like, I want the same is like kind of, she said something in agreement that wasn't exactly. And I remember I should have, I should have watched it back just for that quote. Um, but it felt very much like they were some kind of an item now. And then we only find out by the next morning, she's having all these other thoughts and it's like, figure that out before you make someone be so vulnerable with you that it feels like you're a couple now. Um, 
Yeah. And like, it's understandable for anyone to want someone who's matched with you in life. Cause like, I think everyone goes through a relationship where they meet, they might be somewhat ahead, whether emotionally or financially, um, career wise. And it does kind of feel like you have to take care of or mother your partner. And it's not the vibe. Like no one wants that. So yeah. So I don't, for, yeah. I don't, again, I don't, but that wasn't the words she was using. She wasn't like, I'm really concerned about his emotional intelligence. I'm really concerned about what he wants to do with his career. <laughs> Whereas look at the way Victoria handled almost a very similar thing with Victoria or with Johnny and Alex, Alex, who it was very much implied. And I think it came up like he was set, like he had his life together. He was like, had a career, had finances, had all that in play. Um, yet Victoria started to ask Johnny, instead of being like, you don't make enough money. She's like, what are your goals with your career? Like she starts asking, like, where do you want to be in five years? Like, what's your, what are your thoughts? What are your plans? What are your goals? And that is an emotionally mature way to handle it. She's not going around being like, well, Alex has all this money, da 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 and Johnny is just a surfer boy. He doesn't know what the fuck he wants to do. And it's like, like, she's not coming at it from that negative way. She's having the conversations that need to be had for her to find the clarity. Total difference. Totally. Same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which one got uh, more airtime? Yes. The toxic one. Yeah. Interesting. That is such, a, I didn't even piece that together. That is, very, very, very similar. And Victoria handled that totally different. Yeah. And Damn. in my opinion, a much healthier, mature way. Yeah. Agreed. I totally agree with that. Um, to close the loop on this, Kate ends up choosing Logan at the rose ceremony and Hayden goes away. But That's that. Can we that. talk about how she delivered the rose? Ah, She's like, yes, we can. She goes, so she calls Logan, Logan comes down and instead of her being like, you know, I've thought a lot about it and I really like love the connection I have with you and I'm excited to like grow our relationship and see where it goes. She kind of intimidates him. She's like, I need more from you. Can you give me that? And he was like, yes. He didn't like it. He did not. And he agreed. Yeah. And then afterwards goes to tell his buddies, like, I'm not quite sure what he means, which I hope is a conversation he has with her. I hope he sits her down and is like, so about that, let's talk about it. You're telling me you want more. Great. What in what ways? Be more specific with me. Yeah. Because if you want me I to pull that... six figures out of my asshole right now. <laughs> Girl, I don't if got every... it. <laughs> yeah. If I could figure that out, I'd be a millionaire and I would teach the world how to do it. <laughs> Sharing is caring, Alex. Yeah. Sharing is freaking caring. Yeah, hopefully that's what we see in this week's episode, but time will tell. I'm holding my breath. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next big ticket we, item, Genevieve go, and Aaron. I, yes. Oh. I want to talk about Genevieve and Aaron, but I also want to talk about just something that's super funny. So we switch, we have this whole Kate and Logan thing. And then all of a sudden it's cocktail party. And I paused at this moment. Cause I was like, wait, we're already here. And it was 15 minutes into the episode. And I literally wrote in all caps WTF. That means there's going to be drama. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. shocked at how fast we got there. So yeah, yeah. let's talk about there, Aaron and Genevieve. A, there is a lot that comes up in the cocktail party. So um, much. Aaron, Aaron and Genevieve pull each other for a chat. And like, I think that they end up talking. 
they end up talking about their last conversation, <laughs> but they're not talking about it in like the healthy way that Alex and I would really wish that they would, which was like, Hey, let's figure out what happened here. It like, got really well, heated well, and I want to avoid yeah. that in the next time. So like, let's, let's just like unpack the layers. How are you yeah. feeling? How was I feeling? Yeah. Did we think that that's what was happening? No. Do we wish it did? Yes. Is it? No. Okay. So, uh, I, I think what ends up actually happening is like, Aaron is like recapping his POV and then is like, and I, I gotta be honest to you and I'm paraphrasing right now. I know that, but he's like, I, like I, I lied yesterday when we were talking and he totally like spooks her, which like Genevieve is an anxious lady. She's Very. an anxious gal. Like I, I, maybe this is part of their banter and we just don't see that like this works for them, but I, I don't think that it's totally appropriate within their dynamic. And he spooks her and he's like, I'm lying because I love you. I'm not falling in love with you. I love I'm you already. Love you. Yeah. I didn't, I just didn't like it. It was. Yeah. I, I have I a note here that mean. he seems super avoidant. Um, there's definitely, mm. I want to like be clear here that he's displayed some narcissistic tendencies, especially in the last argument we had, like there are some pretty like textbook things that were said on Aaron's part that were grade A, like gaslighting, blame shifting, yeah. all projecting, all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I also want to say like, I've seen some very emotional, mature qualities from Aaron. So this is where my, my practitioner brains goes like, okay, so is he just like super avoidant, you know, like what? Cause he's clearly not anxious. And so it's like disorganized. Yeah. So I'm just like, that's where I have a note there that I'm like, okay. Um, I think that a lot of times, um, people, it's one of those things. Have you heard the saying that it's like love and hate are the same thing? They're just like, there's a thin line between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of times with, with avoidance, I mean, we know this, they avoid emotional conversation because of how like vulnerable it can feel and like exposed and raw. And I feel like Aaron gets like that when these, these words are thrown around. So I feel like the reason he did this is to avoid the conversation of like, Hey, that got really intense. Cause that's too much. That's really scary for him to like talk about. So instead he's like, I just want to make this night feel really good. And so I'm going to say that I'm already in love with you. Now I'm not going to say whether or not that's true. I'm not Aaron. I can't tell I'm not in his body, but, um, do I think that it's healthy at this very moment? No. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what were your thoughts on him just throwing that out there? I just thought it was mean. And I understood, <laughs> I just thought it was mean. And I understood that it was like uh, an effort to be kind of cute, like cutesy, like cutesy ban mm -hmm. you know, banter. Not unlike when people are like poking fun at their partners as a way of flirting. It felt mm -hmm. like very, like that's what he was trying to do. But to me, it just felt mean for a girl who is quite reactive and almost often assumes that she's about to hear the worst thing she could possibly imagine that I just was like, man, you really just made me anxious for no reason, but your own like entertainment and pleasure. Yeah. What do you That's feel fun. about people who poke fun at their partner for 
flirting? Ooh, you want to know why this is difficult for me to answer? Because you like because doing it? I, it's not that I enjoy <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, a short answer is yes. I like I I have been known to be like a a pokey flirter. Um, pokey and it's something flirter. that as I become more aware of, like I I'm doing my best to understand the cadence so that it feels appropriate and that if there's a way to be pokey and bannery while still being complimentary towards another person, especially a stranger. So mm-hmm. I don't have a good example of that right now because keep me posted. Um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. Shan Boudram has a really good example of this in her book called uh, like the dating game. Something I think that yeah. that's the name of her book, but with okay. the cards. Um, but she, a good example of this from her is, uh, yes, the cards is on the cover of the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a guy approaches her at an event and as total stranger, they don't know each other. And he looks at her and he goes, those can't be your real eyes. You know, where like, he's sort of like, he's playfully calling her out on something without actually, uh, without cutting her down or insulting her as a way to like get her attention and start a conversation. He's like, those can't be realized. They're too, they're too beautiful. They're way too beautiful. And she's like, LOL, don't tell anyone, but they're contacts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I just like that, that to me stands out as like, yeah, be playful. Um, but don't cut down. Now, what I will say is, is that if you know your partner and this is a part of your banter and like, you know, that there's like an established trust that like this, like this is okay, that this doesn't raise people's heart rates, that this doesn't make people's walls go up and get defensive, that this actually makes people feel kind of seen like, you know me so well that you can actually like roast me a little bit right now that as long as it's established and like, it's a mutual understanding and both people also feel comfortable to be like, Hey, I know that we do this, but that went too far. That I think can, can be, can be playful. Yeah. That's my long answer. I think that, yeah, I think that the boundary and the respect of like allowing your partner, if you did hit a nerve to speak up and be like, Ooh, that stung. And then respect that instead of being like, I was just joking. Like, <sighs> you know, because that's yes. the reason I, I wanted to know your opinion is I've been on the receiving end of that. Like all someone might like nitpick me or like trying to be sarcastic with me. I can't, I'll be honest. I can't recollect if it was like done in a very kind way or not. Like, I don't remember the exact words, but there were several yeah. times, not always. Cause I also remember a good amount of time where I would just laugh along, but there were also times where I'd be like that hurt. And instead of yeah. being like my bad, it became like, you're the issue that it hurt then. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. Like, just keep it open. Just respect. Like, just be like, oh my God, my bad. And like, you don't need to dig into why it's sensitive. You don't need to be like, defend yourself as to why it shouldn't matter to them in that way. Like, just be like, my bad. I love you. Or totally. like, you know, give them a noogie on their head and be like, still think you're cute. Like, you know? Um, yes. 
Yes. Because for me and my I, own process, I feel like I'm okay being made fun of things once it's passed and like once I've healed from it and recovered. But I think there's mm. definitely like, too soon. That joke of like, well, too soon. I'm joking about that too soon is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. And should be considered like, yeah. okay, as a, for me, as a person who has a very like close relationship with humor, it's like, a, a part of something that I'm interested in. It's a part of how I communicate. Like it's a part of also how I, uh, uh protect myself from things and has been for <laughs> a very long time. Like I, I, I have learned in my older years or my like youthful older years that just because you have a quick wit and you've got a, you've got a thought that sounds like the comedic timing is, good like you like you know that it would hit doesn't mean that it's appropriate to say out loud it really mm. doesn't um you really want to be a bit thoughtful and considerate of the people around you especially the people that you're uh making jokes about i have been called out a number of times for saying something that i thought in my head was funny and didn't i didn't fully review before it left my mouth and have been confronted to be like I didn't like that or, um, that didn't make me feel good or, uh, like, Hey, you are an asshole. And I, <laughs> and I, and I, I, I am grateful that I, I, I kind of noticed that well of defensiveness that comes up with inside of mm, me and I, yeah. and I, and I temper it and I go deal with that by myself to be able to be like, because I need to leave them space. Listen, if yeah. I wanted to create enough space to say something that I thought was funny, but was actually ill-timed and not appropriate and, and actually not kind, that person needs space to be able to tell me how that made them feel. Yeah. However that makes me feel, I, I need to go deal with because I started that shit. Yeah. Sorry. I think I heard Jack's had like a weird cough. Yeah. You okay? Bud? I see you sneezing. I bless you. Yeah. Um, that was great. I really appreciate that. Like, but yeah, mm. you know, look, all of us get defensive. I just want to like, it's natural yeah, for us to want to like explain ourselves or like stake our ground or like stand up mm -hmm. for ourselves. And like, there are cases where there's ways to stand up for yourself in like a good, healthy way. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but that, mm -hmm. that for me, like that, like, I call, again, I call it my Hulk smash. It's like this internal, like that comes up. I take it to my couch. <laughs> I just take it to my couch, yeah. give it some good pounding. Jax yeah. is now into it. He'll growl and I'll start growling with him just because it's now like I'm starting to explore, like how do animals express anger? Like, let's play with that. I'm getting real woo woo with oh this, God. but it's true. That's yeah. so cute. I it's so that. fun. And so it like, he yeah. thinks it's playtime, but I'm over there like, ah! <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I mean, Tucker, it is kind of playtime. It's healthy. <laughs> I truly don't think Tucker could handle that. I don't think in the way of like, he, he'd get too fired up. Like he's so quick to yeah. get fired up. So I like, I would have to, I'd have to shut the door and like rage on. Leave him I'm going to do yeah. that next time I need to do yeah. that. But it feels so good. And then I'm I'm always yeah. like flabbergasted at how quickly it'll pass. It's like a good two minutes is all I need. Mm. And I'm done. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Back to the island. <laughs> Thanks for coming with us on that quick uh, helicopter flight for around Mexico. <laughs> now we've landed back on the beach. So rose uh, ceremony. Um, no, before, you know, before, before, before. Oh, before rose before. ceremony. We're at cocktail we have- hour. Sorry. Cocktail hour. We have a, a. I think that the biggest thing that happens here um, is Eliza's conversation with Rodney. Rodney's making a very, very, very intentional effort, and honestly, feels a little bit more in, uh, uh, direct inspired, but by what Eliza was asking of him, which is to be more assertive and kind of dominant to say like. I like, I want you. I only want you. Like, I want to make sure that like, I want you to trust and believe that if you choose me tonight, like I'm going to, I'm going to make this worthwhile. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be, I'm going to have your back. I'm going to make you mine. And to me, I don't know Rodney, but like my feeling was like, I don't know if that's actually so natural to him. Like, yes, being a good partner does seem quite natural, but it it didn't feel natural to hear him be like, I'm never going to let anyone take you away from me. Like you are mine. Like it felt more like, oh, I'm trying to learn from what you're I'm saying. Trying to pare you... it back what you want me to say. Exactly. Um, and Eliza didn't seem, I mean, she was like, yes, I just wanted to hear this. This is great. But she also didn't seem to like. Bought I believe you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she did what she was like, oh, you make the, you make me feel really, really reassured. You make me feel so much better. Like, yeah. thank you so much. Like, that's so nice. They make out, they do kissy, kissy, kissy. And then, <laughs> and then, and then what seems like immediately after she gets pulled to have like a private one-on-one moment with Justin where he set up yeah. like a gummy bear date, which did you catch this? Okay. No, I didn't because I don't have many uh, notes here. Okay. Justin is like, here's like gummy bears. And she's like, you listened. And you know what it reminded me of? What? It reminded me of when Justin made or like had, he didn't make it. He had a cake for Jennifer's birthday where it was like, and I am reserved. I want to be very clear. This is an assumption I am making based on my own personal opinion. I am not, I do not have any facts on this, but Justin to me kind of feels like I'm, I'm listening intently for your likes and dislikes. I'm going to use mm-hmm. those likes and dislikes mm-hmm. to create intimacy. Not necess- not inherently a bad thing, but my effort kind of stops there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a quality. Again, I'm not going to label Justin a narcissist. This is a form of love bombing, especially when it is used to the extent that Brie is, is sharing. That's, that's Mm -hmm, as far mm -hmm, as I go. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. This particularly came up with me actually with my narcissistic parent. Cause like Mm. whenever, whenever there would be like an abuse cycle that like ran around the, the quote unquote apology I would get is some kind of purchased item thrown at me. That's like, like very unemotionally attached, but like, Hey, I bought you this new thing. Cool. My bad. Like that. It was like, let me just try and make up. Let me just try and like get on good ground with you. Let me just try, you know what I mean? And so this is a for, and again, in this instance, he's not trying to make up for anything, but he is trying to win over 
Yeah. Eliza. I almost forgot her name. Yes. <laughs> like what's the name? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it feels, it is like that because, and that's like, it's actually a, I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly it. Like, this is why I tell clients to be careful about being overly like oversharing initially while dating, because same thing, they can use those vulnerabilities to be like, I'm never going to treat you that way. I would never do that to you, you know? And then all of a sudden this actually a perfect example that I'm going to steal from a client. She was sharing with him that she had a previous divorce, something that's like, obviously I've been through myself. It's not something that we like to share with the world. Although now mm. I'm here sharing it publicly, quite literally with the world. Um, safe, safe space for a while. I didn't though. And like, by the way, not everyone is called to publicly shout their about their divorce from their social media yeah. or their yeah, podcast. Totally, totally. So anyway, my point is this, is that later down the dating road, like a couple weeks in, he starts to say, well, since you've been divorced, you've never had a healthy relationship. You're the issue. You need to listen to me. And then it became mm. this whole like recurring theme. Like you don't know how to be a good partner because you've never had a good relationship. So just, and this is again, why like love bombing has so many layers because yes, at first these things are going to be used to like hook you in and then be very careful because they can come back to bite you in yeah, the ass. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So she has this date with Justin, um, in the cocktail hour and like, she is loving it. And I don't yeah. know if it's the editing of like uh, the way that the editors sort of like put these dates like side by side, not side by side, but like one right after the other, but like her expression of reassurance and connectedness that she was like spewing with Rodney and then going immediately to this date with Justin and like being totally like, uh, swooped off her fee with this like gesture yeah. of the remembering these things. And then just like the makeout, like, like the boys contribute to a lot of this chaos, but like Eliza was just giving fake. It was just giving fake. It was just like, yo, like, I know, I know that this is the show. I get it. Like, I get that the show is like, make out with everyone, have sex with whoever you want, but then we will absolutely condemn you for it. And I know that I I'm know. actually playing a role in that right now, but it just felt like she was not ready to make a decision between the two of them, which I really feel for her on. And yet I just, I didn't feel like, I don't, I don't, again, personal opinion. I don't feel that Eliza is emotionally mature enough or mature enough in general to be able to intentionally engage in, in both of these um, relationships at the same time to figure out what actually is best for her. I'm not saying that I, that she doesn't know what's best for her. I'm not saying that I would know more than she does. I'm just saying like, listen, girl, if you're thinking about what you want, you need to be prepared to go into these situations with a little bit more of a, of, of an intentional focus and less of a, I'm going wherever the wind takes me with both of these connections yeah. and seeing like how I feel because she was very flustered, very confused. And you could really see that that um, built up for her emotionally, which I very much understand. And it was hard I to think, watch. Yeah. And I kind of want to like shed light on, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just call it like, from what I see in my personal opinion, I feel Justin's being manipulative. Okay. I'm going to, I own this. This might not be, I'm not speaking for Brie. I'm solely speaking for myself mm. here. I feel that this is a, a manipulation and whether like, whether or not Justin would be a perfect partner for her or not, I can't, I can't claim that ground. But here, the reason why I think 
Eliza was so distraught, especially the conversation that she ends up having with him by the car when she lets him go, because we'll Mm. eventually get there too. It was very manipulative. And Mm. someone who is emotionally distressed like that, it's a sign because the second you pull that person out and there you give them a day or two away from the manipulation, they will have clarity. They'll be able to think because they're not, their brain isn't being bombarded with all these like love bombing, pokey, emotionally charged statements that leave her system in a state of panic and distrust. Like, I don't know what decision to make. I don't know what self And it feeds on that. He's telling me he loves me. He's being so kind about it. He's telling me that I need to be happy. He's telling me I need to do, and this is what I want from a partner. And then you have this guy over here that has already, you've already grown. You've kind of explored that relationship a bit more. So he's not pulling out all the, magic tricks because he's like i know what we have right but then you have this guy who's just like he's laying it on thick <laughs> yeah talk right? about laying it on thick uh, yeah. cut to an inside and, joke that we just started before we started recording sorry yes that's inside that between us but that's okay you guys <laughs> um like that like that is a fo- that's a sign when someone is so emotionally distraught like she was it is a sign of manipulation because they quite literally are so dysregulated they can't think logically because they're too emotional about it all and the reason they're too emotional about it all is the environment that they've been exposed to so i really feel with eliza like i think both i think her biggest fuck up she shot herself in the foot Her biggest fuck up was wanting to make Rodney jealous and instigate him to like stake his claim with her by entertaining Justin. She thus entertained Justin, got exposed to his manipulation, manipulation, love bomb tornado. Right. And he's good at it. And he's also charming, you know, and Mm -hmm. now it's like she's lost in the emotional sauce because uh, she has two guys. One who we all, including the Islanders, feel, or I guess I should yeah, say Paradisers, <laughs> sorry, Paradisers feel because so they're natural. like, it's, yeah, and he's so grounded and he's a good guy and yeah, they all yeah, know yeah. him and they all love him and they've seen him together and they've already been exposed to what Justin's put other people through, that Justin has broken his rapport with a lot of people on that beach. Mm. So it's like, it's intense. Girl, you just and I said- feel for her. You really just laid all of that out because it's so true. It's really, really, really seems important as uh, like the audience here to pay attention to the way that the rest of the people on the beach were talking about their one, like absolute certainty that Rodney was the right call for Eliza. And two, they're like, they're the way the way that they felt when things didn't pan out in that way exactly. And the, and, and, and similarly, like the way that they were sort of like talking about Justin, they're like, we love Justin, but like, it's Rodney. Like, let's just, let's just say what we need to say. Victoria's statement was, had me dying. I watched it like a million times. Me too. I have it right. I have it written. I have quoted it. Can you say it? Please. <laughs> yeah. I she was like, it. Eliza, I'm going to try and do it the way she did it, but I'm not going to be able to. She's like, Eliza, don't fuck this up. It's a Rodney. I mean, we love Justin. He's great, but it's Rodney. I mean, I'll be happy for whoever she chooses. If it's Rodney. she basically said it like that (laughs) it was so freaking funny and i like and i also was feeling it i was like yes girl like i i'm with you like um so what ends up happening is eliza chooses rodney he hugs her he's like "Uh, no one's ever gonna take all about it for me um which i thought was a little weird 
And then he, yep. uh, she's like, she goes to say, she walks Justin out. She goes to say goodbye to him. Justin's like, you do whatever you need to do to be happy, girl. But like, I still love you. That's a paraphrase, but that's basically the sentiment. To your exact point, which I didn't see it through this lens, but now that you put it this way, I totally agree with you. It was very yeah. much like, a, like I'm going I'm to say the right thing and do the right thing. and make Over you and over like, and over again. Yeah. And make you feel like, like, you know, like do what you want, but you are missing something here, but also do what you want, but also you're missing something here. And then she, she's left feeling like almost like a withdrawal. Like it was like, it was like yeah. she was going through a withdrawal. She is on, she is unsettled. And, and you know what, to someone else's perspective, this would mean, and how many people observe this as she clearly had a better connection with Justin, right? She clearly yeah. had a, she clearly was emotionally way more affected by Justin and some other people who also might feel similarly might even say she just let go the one. She let her, she let the guy go. Yeah. She chose the wrong guy. Like that was the one Eliza and sent him away because, because look at the way that she feels that he has to be the one because look how distressed she is. Right. Yeah. So she comes back. She like connects with Rodney. You, she, girl, this is, is where I think Rodney shoots himself in the foot is this okay. part. Wait, tell us. So she, she comes she, down she. the stairs and she's like tripping over Justin. Yeah. And she gets to the bottom of the stairs and is still crying. And instead, Rodney at first is like, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And then he hugged her and starts also a form of love bombing. But I trust Rodney more with his emotions. But he starts laying it on thick where he's like, I love you. You're mine. I'm not going to let anyone take you from me. All yeah. this possessive language that to his like, you know, she asked for that. Um, but I feel it would have yeah. been, I feel that Rodney would have been able to soothe her more and actually keep her on the beach. If he had been like, I'm so sorry, you're crying. Can I, do you want me to listen? Like, do you need to talk about what you just went through? Do you, how uh, can I support you right now? Do you want time alone? I, the way that I had the same notes, I, I said, and I even felt this way about his uh, like one-on-one -on -one moment in the cocktail hour. Like, and I, and I get that, like, you're trying to make, you're trying to use whatever. Give her what she wants. To, yeah. yeah. Give her what she wants. And also like to make your case is like the pick, but I think it would have been way more impactful. And it would have been really powerful to see if Rodney was like meeting her where she was at in the moment of yes. like a really difficult decision. Yes. And then to your point, meeting her where she's at, in the outpour following a very difficult decision. Hey, what was that like for you? Are you okay? What do you need? How can I support you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think again, she's now experiencing emotional whiplash. So Justin is saying all of these comments that are really lingering with her. Cause that's what they do. And then the emotional charge of like having to disappoint one. And then you have the other one that you're with like kind of trying to push you to be like, be happy with me. We love each other. We're going to be together now. Yay. We're a couple. And that's very emotionally disorienting and chaotic and is kind of a turnoff when you're like, when you're feeling sad and someone's like, but I love you and we're going to be happy now. It's like, I don't know about you, but internally I'm like, fuck off. Like I, I need to be with my feelings. And like, that was really challenging. And I can't just like throw a smile on and like, forget about the last 
you know, and he said she took a while up there with Justin. So let's say like 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. Like that's a lot to come out of down, down my walk of the stairs is not enough time for me to like regulate and chill. So Rodney meeting her with a polar opposite energy, kind of like a happy puppy dog. It's like, Ooh. And I think, I think if I think that's the only mistake I've really seen Rodney make thus far is like, just not like, kind of forgetting about his emotional intelligence in that moment. And instead of, like you said, meeting her where she is and figuring out what she needs and maybe giving her the space to process so she can be like, let me turn the corner and focus on Rodney. She kind of just felt forced to like get with it. And that's Mm -hmm. not genuine. So then she goes to sleep. She is alone, has the time to process and wakes up not feeling any better because she probably doesn't have the best self-regulation skills, which I get. It's truly a skill set. And yeah. now what happens, Brie, tell us. She, uh, 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 mirroring a withdrawal symptom again, she's yeah. like shaking, crying, cannot resolve, cannot regulate yeah. herself, like really emotionally fucking going through it. And I guess what we are led to believe is that she's turning over in her head. Like I made the, I made the wrong choice. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Yeah. Meanwhile, cut to um i like to call this i actually love to kind of call the way that like the producers edit this like uh the grease cut um they do this a lot do you know exactly what i'm talking about when i say that no Uh, but maybe i will when you describe it well you laughed in a knowing fashion so i laughed because like grease the musical like i'm thinking i'm like waiting for it yeah so i'm like what is it yeah yeah the grease cut you know when they um they sing that song uh, where they they show both of their... I don't remember the song. Oh, my God. Well, describe it. Maybe I do. It's in the beginning where it's like they're both like they're in their high school and they're they're like talking to their respective friends and they're, the, the screen kind of pans. Yeah, and she's in the po- the poodle time. skirt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's never not in a poodle skirt and grease. Oh, I just remember that iconic scene until she's in her leather ass suit. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's the end. Also, like, like we love grease, but like, don't change yourself for a man. Don't change yourself for a man. That was Alex. I've dyed my hair for guys. It's so not worth it. It's Uh, so not worth it. Don't do it. (laughs) I cannot begin the list of things that I have done for a man's attention. Some of them are permanent. Do not follow our lead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Learn from our lessons. Okay. So uh, uh, I call it the grease cut because it's sort of like we see how Eliza's doing and then we cut to like where Rodney's at and then we see how Eliza's doing. And oh, got Rodney's you. At. Yes. And like, okay. Yes. It, yeah. So Eliza's in her bed. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. She's inconsolable. And then um, yeah. Rodney, Rodney is. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I know. Such a good word. And then Rodney. <laughs> We're the worst mental health practitioners because we're sitting here no, dying listen, on someone crying. I'm kidding. I know. Oh, God. We're like so a, good. Just like a tad, <laughs> just a tad desensitized, just a tad. Um, okay. And then, and then, and then we cut to Rodney who's like, he's on cloud nine. Like he feels He's feeling relief because he finally feels that he's not. So is everyone uh, else. <laughs> yes. He finally feels like he's not in competition for Eliza's attention or her heart. So, and everyone else is celebrating him. You, it's, I know. it's very clear 
how Rodney is so loved by the group. They all are yeah. rooting for him. They're li they're actually literally celebrating with him. They're feeling his joy, and Rodney is like beaming. He's so excited. I do yeah. have a I do wonder if he could if I could ask him like if he had any sort of guttural instinct that said like it's not over. I just wonder, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but eventually Eliza comes down and it's been like hours and Rodney is like, where's, where's my girl sees her kind of immediately clocks that like, she's not stoked. Good. And then, yeah. yeah, they, they go for a chat and Eliza is, is honestly beautifully transparent about where she's at. Yeah. Agreed. I have <laughs> I love that we like get on here and we're like, I have notes. I have no notes. <laughs> I have no notes on how she like expressed herself and not that I should have notes on how someone expresses himself, but she really, she just did a really good job of being incredibly vulnerable and transparent and having a really difficult conversation with a person who she was very, I, I, anyone would have been really nervous to deliver harsh news to because he's just a really good dude. Right. Yeah. So Rodney receives it. I think in yeah. the best way that he can, do you have thoughts? Yeah. I mean, um, so just to kind of articulate Eliza, basically in a nut in cliff notes version, she expresses what she's been going through to Rodney by basically saying, you know, I thought I'd wake up this morning and have clarity and I don't feel any better. And so to me, that means that I basically have a better connection with Justin. Rodney asked, is it him? And I felt like, come on, bro. Like, what else would it be? Like, why are you going to force her to like try and articulate that? You know, he, he um, kind of caught himself in it. Yeah. And he was like, you don't need to answer that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I actually give him kudos for. Yeah. Um, you I think know, we should use so, that skill a lot more actually. Like me too. Uh, our, our like curiosity as a mode of like self-preservation is like, uh, like kind of can drive these intense moments to be like, tell me everything or like, tell me what, like, tell me what it yeah. is. Like, and I don't think if you give yourself you a moment, the answer to it, that's exactly what I'm saying. So if you have a moment and the person that you ask that question to, it like comes out of your mouth too soon because we're human beings and we're having difficult feelings. And we're also trying to navigate a difficult conversation, especially with a person that we love. And that person yeah. is stalling to answer. If you immediately regret it, cut in, be like, listen, don't, Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah. It's okay. I, I, I don't actually need to know. Use it. It's okay. Yeah. It's like a nice yeah. edit tool. It is. Yeah. I don't, I think we should do that more often. Like, I agree. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Cause we're I, human. I could we have that. knee jerk reaction. Yeah. We have knee jerk reactions or responses where we say, and then it's like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's okay. That's our edit yeah. control Z command Z, whatever you undo edit, undo. Um, yeah. So Rodney receives this and he's clearly like, you can tell a wall kind of, for me, I felt a wall go up and he very much emotionally pulled back. Like as soon as he could, um, I thought he was a little cold, but I also don't fall like this isn't, I'm saying he's cold. I don't fault him for that. Like me, no, me describing neither. him in this instance, like I understand. It's purely observational. Like, it, 
Yeah, exactly. And like, it doesn't nest. He's kind. He's still very kind while being emotionally reserved and pulled back. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Which I think anyone in this conversation would be, I probably would have been the same. Like 100%. I would have been like, okay, like I'm going to go take my tears elsewhere where like, I'm going to be consoled because I think there's a part of him that knows like she is not in a position to console him. (laughs) Yes. And how beautiful is that recognition? I know. We so do, he... we, do that. We, we do do that a lot. We make, we take all of our feelings to the person that just hurt us and to be like, why did you do this? Why are you doing this? Like, like, and, and it's not that like that person isn't like meant to like, doesn't have responsibility in the way that you are now impacted and how you feel. Right. They're just not the best person for the job, plain and simple. No. And I want to say, especially with a breakup, like go, like finding comfort in the person you're breaking up from is a step in the wrong direction. Meaning like you're going, you're, you can't do that moving forward. Right. It's like when we're in partnership, we get so used to sharing all of the good and all of the bad with that person because we talk to them usually every single day. In some cases we live with them. So it's like, when we're breaking that up, it's a really beneficial healing step to start your grieving process by reaching out to someone who is no longer that person and letting them hold your tears because there's going to be more days like that, that come. And so you need to really lean on your support system instead of continuing to habitually lean on your now ex. Um, so yes, finger guns. I love it. <laughs> Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Um, so Rodney says, wish you nothing but the best. Goodbye, Eliza. And like gets up and walks away. And immediately I cried. I cried because he goes up to tell the, by the way, I thought this was kind of hilarious. While Rodney and Eliza are talking, the group was kind of like, is it good or bad? And they send Andrew to go take a peek. And they were like, Andrew, give us thumbs up, thumbs down if it's good or bad. And he immediately sticks thumbs down out. And everyone was like shocked at how quickly he did that. And he, they were all, how can you tell? And he says, she's crying. He's kind of staring off into space. That's all I need. And he was right. Um, Andrew so, is an emotionally intelligent mf person. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> um, Me too. So... Yeah. So Rodney gets up, tells everyone, you know, the news, Eliza goes to grab her stuff and the entire group gives Rodney a group hug and I bawled. It was beautiful to watch. It was the, everyone was crying together. It was like collective healing. It was so, it was probably the most raw human, like honest, true, pure human moment we've ever seen on this show. Yeah. It was the end of camp cry. It was so good. Yeah. It was the end of camp cry. (laughs) None of us cried after the end of the summer program for BBT. (laughs) Well, probably because it was actually labor. Torture. Yeah, it was labor. (laughs) Um, I I think it's cute that you called it a camp, but we were camping. (laughs) Summer intensive is in the name. The exact name. Yeah. They literally yeah. use the word intense. Okay. <laughs> um, I've, I've had this on like, I, I've had this on like, uh, like trips where, okay. This is also like close cohesion group, emotional ripple effect. 
Yeah. Like I have been, I, I did this like alternative spring break um, trip where we did volunteer work during like spring break and college semester. Yeah. In Biloxi for like hurricane relief. And we, awesome. um, yeah, it, it was a good time. And it was like the, the, the connections that everyone formed was like so special. It happened very quickly that it was only a week long trip. And towards the end of the trip, we're all like uh, literally around a campfire and we're just like sharing our thoughts about our experience. And it, like only one or two of us did not cry, you know, yeah. like everyone's crying. And it reminded like this moment reminded me of that where everyone was just really like, it's rare moments that large groups share a, like the same feeling. And that's what was happening. And I agree with you, even though everyone was really sad it was really beautiful to see everyone connect and like comfort each other, I guess. Yeah. I wish we had more of that. Me too. I really do. Yeah. Um, so then Rodney, Rodney leaves and everyone continues to ball. And then Genevieve says she's going to go check up on Eliza and another little low key red flag for Aaron that I spotted here in this moment that I did not like is he kind of tells her what to do. He's like, you need to go make her feel happy. Go do that. And like, she kisses him and like, it seems kind of cute, but I'm like, is that going to, what's that going to spiral into? Cause like, we're still early days and it's just, I've caught it a few times and I'm trying to still figure out if it's just his banter or if he's like low key controlling. I don't know. We're going to find out. Actually we won't, but <laughs> yeah, I want to know if anyone's dated Aaron and you listen to our show. I want to know. Oh my God. Please email us. <laughs> www.dishdescriptpod.com. Please yeah. submit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. For real. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So Eliza shows up on Justin's doorstep. The end is basically what happened. Yeah. Basically that's it. Like it, it, I, 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 I just, <laughs> I, I like, I, I'm sorry. Like, like maybe Rodney was your dude. That's fine. And like Rodney, right. like Eliza, Eliza's not your girl. Like I, I really do no shade to Eliza. I really do see a much better connection available for Rodney. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've met her on the show, but like she's out there. Um, because again, Rodney I lives close to me. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. Like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that is a ship. I would set sail <laughs> for the two of you. I would so ship. come out here and let's go bar hopping in that area. Oh my God, Alex. We're looking I'm... for Apple Teeny, yeah, Apple Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what our general age demographic of our listeners are. I, some of them are about our age. Some of them are a little younger. If you're younger and you know what I'm talking about, we ship in. We ship in Alex and me. Oh, we ship in hard. <laughs> Shipping. You're funny. Yeah. I mean, like he's very emotionally intelligent and I, I just love what I like most about his demeanor is he's like a very grounded teddy bear vibes. You know what I mean? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Actually, so is you know, Andrew. You know what I could uh, like give a note, <laughs> give a note to what? Rodney on in, in, in his what? future because like he's so precious and like, just like the, a, a super kind soul. I, mm -hmm. he, I actually think he could tolerate being more transparent about how he feels about things that are of the negative category. 
He's, he yeah. seems a bit of a people pleaser to me. So many people are. Girl. And then too. what's weird, Recovery. you know what I'm noticing right now? Mm-hmm. I feel like people pleasing has been so normalized that when you're not a people pleaser, people think you're weird. You're an ass. And I'm like, why? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm really in people fascinating pleasing. to me. I'm in people pleasing recovery. Um, it's PPR. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and it is the best. It's like saving my life. Like, I, I only think that I'm like in a place in my life. I'm definitely a, only in a place in my relationship with my career because I'm in PPR. Yeah. Always. I feel like life, I mean, I'm, I'm in that vibe where I'm like always a dedicated lifelong healer, grower, evolver, and learner. Um, so it's one of those things where like, I say this all the time, new level, new devil. And it's so true with people pleasing because I've noticed like where I've mastered it in one area, I'm like, fuck, it's showing up in this area now. Oh, same, 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 same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's, you know, and so with that being said, let's head over to red flag, green, red flag, flag, green flag paradise. Okay. What All right. is your red flag for week seven BIP? Um, my red flag for week seven BIP is going to be Justin emotionally manipulating Eliza with the, particularly the comments at the car. Uh, when he was let go and they were at the car, that whole conversation had me being dysregulated because I was like, this is, I know what this is. Ah!" Um, Mm -hmm. He was very, very, very love bomby um, with telling her all the things she wanted to hear in a light that was really emotional and had a lot of tension built up around it because of the departure and all of that. And it really fucked with her head. And so that's my red flag because to Bree's point, that's one that is easy to spot if you don't know what you're looking for and listening for, um, and can be taken as like, Oh, but he really loves her. Oh, it's the one it's the connection that she, you know, and it's like, it's manipulation 100%. Listen, if you have to ask and you're not certain, it's manipulation, babes. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, my red flag, no surprise here. Uh, he just might get it for like the rest of the show is Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Aaron uh, specifically using humor to actually deliver of what could have been like a really vulnerable and sweet moment when he could have just told Genevieve that he loves her. Um, yeah. Like, like I, I went, I know I went on a whole tangent about like using her humor to like banter and flirt and how that's like, okay, sometimes, but also can be not okay very quickly. But what I didn't touch on, and I'll use this opportunity now is that like, this is the moment he was telling her he loved her. Yeah. Uh, mama no like. No. Think of what it does in the person. It's like a huge cortisol adrenaline spike. And like, we saw that in Jed because she started to interrupt and then was like, okay, and she's like sitting there like this. She's literally like on the edge of her seat because she's like stress, 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 response, stress, response, stress, response. And then he's like, I've already fallen in love with her. And then all of a sudden it's like oxytocin. Oh my God, I'm okay. Serotonin, dopamine. Okay, cool. Let's connect. Let's make out. And so it really like fucks with a person's system when you put them on edge like that for no reason and then deliver a huge love. Like I, we're, we were talking about love bombing a lot, but like a very lovey-dovey, expressive, huge truth to deliver. It's a little jarring. 
Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Yeah. No, thank you. Like uh, that's exactly that's exactly why it was problematic. So thank you. And like and all of those big Don't words fuck attached. with agency attached people like that. Just don't. Don't that, don't fuck with us like that. <laughs> it's the reason why I brought it up to begin with earlier. Like like please. Like like yes, everyone has to be more responsible for their own triggers than their own attachment styles and how that interferes with their ability to connect. And don't fuck with people when you know that shit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Poor Jen's okay. been like anxious. She's probably burnt so many calories purely from anxiety <laughs> on this beach. Oh, like she can God. eat all the motherfucking quesadillas she wants. Cause that girl has been like on pins and fucking needles the entire time. Like mm. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, she's okay. Been green flags. That's going to be you hard one? for this. Episode. I have, I have one. I have one. Okay, go, Brianna. Um, what is uh, it? My green flag is actually how Rodney handled um, Eliza's breakup. Yes. And though I absolutely agree with you that I saw the wall go up and I saw his, um, like, demeanor kind of go lukewarm, cold. cold. Yeah. I, I also felt that he was kind. Yeah. Respectful. Mm -hmm. And that, that guard and that coldness to me read as you're, you are honoring how this actually makes you feel without being really reactive and kind of a dick mm -hmm. about it. So if yeah. you got to be cold, yeah, be cold. He also wasn't emotionally manipulative about yes. anything. He was just like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm going to take it. And I'm going to, instead of like, let me remind you of all the good times we had. Let me remind, let me try and make you feel a certain way about me again. It's like, okay, he just took it. He's like, all right, that's what you want. I'm going to respect it. Bye. See exactly. You on the next one. Or hopefully and not. <laughs> that's know? why he gets my green flag for that moment. Yeah. I love that. Okay, great. My green flag, um, I still can't think about it. Oh, wait, you know what? <laughs> I also have a note in here that Michael is so my type, by the way, because we didn't really talk about oh them God, in this episode. Forgot, I forgot about it. But, <laughs> but um, I will give my green flag to uh, Michael this episode after he got a red one last week, because what I saw in this episode with him and Danny is he's really starting to open up more. Um, and he seems more grounded and less like, I felt like with Sierra, I saw a little bit of depression come up, um, mm. one night with him. Uh, I can imagine the scene. They were laying down on the chaise lounges talking side by mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but in that, in that moment, it felt really emotionally heavy from him, but there's something about the way he connects with Danny that allows him to open up without being, um, in the emotional whirlpool of what he is feeling. So it's fascinating. And what me. he went through. Yes. And what he went through. Yeah. So um, I give my green flag to, I guess I'm going to say them as a couple because cool. they're having good conversations and they're connecting and it's really tender and sweet and I'm happy for them. The end. Well, I think that's very appropriate. Okay. Thanks okay. for hanging with us. <laughs> yeah sorry we're a tad bit late oh my gosh you guys so BIP is about to end and like we're gonna cover the heckers out of it but next we are going to be um covering two episodes at a time Lo love is blind season three 
It's dun, dun, dun. big. Yep, it's big talk right now. Mm-hmm. I am blind. I am very blind. <laughs> All I've heard is that I've heard it from three people in my life, two of whom are mentors of mine. Oh, no, four people in my life, three of whom are mentors of mine, one of which is a coworker, that this season is gnarly. I have no idea why. I don't know anything. So I'm like very, again, blind to what I'm about to see. But because Bree and I are hearing about it, we're like, we're going to dive into it. So that's what's we're on the horizon. In. After yeah, gonna, the sunsets on paradise. Yeah. We're Usher diving in right now. Um, we are going to, like I said, two episodes at a time. So the first two, the next two, so on and so forth until it's over. Um, so we know that it's binge worthy. Uh, but if you want to hear our thoughts, please stick with us. Um, I am so excited. Truly. Yeah. Really? Okay, great. That's making yeah. me more excited. Cause like, I really don't, I loved love is blind. The first season, I think it's a fascinating concept. Um, yeah. so I'm mixed. I haven't, did I ever watch the second season and now we're just going to dive into the third. So let's, let's go. go baby. Okay. If um, you want to follow us on all of our things, go to Instagram and TikTok. ditch the script pod. That's mm, our handle. Mm, mm, if you want to mm. write us a question, Go to DistroscriptPod.com. You can also add slash podcast to that if you want to apply for a 30-minute free mini session with us that we would record and air Hells with yeah. your consent. Um, keep the conversation going. Uh, share our shit. Let us know that you're sharing it. Let us know. Listen, we make these clips, and I see that people share them. Our analytics say that you're sharing them with friends. Tell us. Let us know. Yeah. Tag us in it at Dish the Script Pod because then we can reshare it. You know? Yeah. 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 And we love it. So that's it. That's all for us. I'm going to go on vocal rest. How about you? Vocal rest. I'm going to feed this dog who is like, woman, feed me. Little Jackie. <laughs> Aww, and baby. then I'm probably going to paint some more and watch Harry Potter again tonight because it felt so damn good. <sighs> Hell yeah. I love so it. Like I'm not a Harry Potter person, but that's okay. And I love that you know that about me. Um, I hope that we don't lose and followers still love because you, I'm always. not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am your wizardy fantasy nerd of Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord yes. of the Rings, and Brie. Will, what are your big things to get down on? I just I love watching. I like really watching cheesy like romantic comedy stuff, like. That's kind I love of my it. Oh, and I like I'm big like comedy nerd. Big comedy yes. nerd. So Alex good. is your sci-fi fantasy Middle Earth gal. And <laughs> I am your rom-com pop culture yes. comedy nut like weirdo. Yeah. What a beautiful anyway. balance you and I have. I know. This That's is awesome. why we complement each other. So well. Explains everything. I love you. (laughs) All right. Okay. And we love you collectively. (laughs) Bye. Bye.